Michael Lavery. When it comes to not knowing things, me and Steven are top of the line. Steven Reinman. Working on a two-day hangover, so my brain is... Brilliantly uninformed. Uninformed. Michael Lavery. Steven Reinman. Brilliantly uninformed. Listen up. All right. We got our new intro music. We're going. Welcome to uh, another episode of Brilliantly Uninformed. My name is Steven Reinman, as you heard in the intro, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mike Lavery. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Oh, I'll tell you what's going on. And this is something I wanted to talk about last week, but uh, we didn't really we didn't plan to take ahead of time, so I'm going to jump back to it. And it is that the unconstitutional defense of Trump shouldn't stand up because they voted the senate voted ahead of time to decide it was constitutional so then everyone should be playing by those rules um it's like for instance there was a um assault rifle ban by the senate for about 15 years that actually has expired but when it was active you couldn't just go and buy an assault rifle because you disagreed with the the house ruling same thing here. They decided that was constitutional. So if they agree to partake in the trial after that, they need to play by the rules that it's constitutional, if you know what I mean. I do not. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, That's okay. <laughs> um, it's always super confusing to me, all this kind of stuff. Um, I've also had a, a couple of... We're doing a little bit of day drinking over here at my nice. house. So, um the I honestly didn't look at the ruling. I just saw that he got away with it. I that's about well, there, was, there was people like one of our favorite people, Mitch McConnell, who yes. voted that against uh, not impeachment, but against you know holding him accountable. But that then after had held a speech that he should be held accountable for his actions. And the reason McConnell voted no because he said it wasn't constitutional. But the first day of the trial they had a separate discussion and a vote to see if they should even see the trial because if it's constitutional or not. And then they've, the majority voted, including some Republicans, that it was constitutional to hold, to hold him impeachable even though he's out of office. So from that point on, they're playing by the rules that it is constitutional according to the law of this particular trial. So once that's decided, you shouldn't be able to decide, even though we agreed to this, I still am voting for that reason against it. It would be like not obeying a law because you didn't agree with the law, and then that was your defense in court. Like, if I killed someone, and then they said, how do you plead? I said, well, I don't think it's against the law to kill someone. They're not going to let me off. You know, that's doesn't matter if I think it's a law or not. If it's the law, that's what you have to abide by. That's so confusing. I, <laughs> I hope everybody knows. I, I don't know if everybody is, that's listening is confused as I am. So he voted saying it's not it's not okay to judge somebody on it, but it's also not okay. They they voted whether or not it was okay to impeach someone who's no longer in office, and then the ruling of that court, the House, I guess, is that it it is 
still within the Constitution to remove someone from office that is no longer in office. Okay. So they voted that legally it's not he's he shouldn't get any repercussions but morally he should not be okay with what he did no th- they voted sorry <laughs> i know this is so the first day that they voted to see if it was even constitutional to hold this trial uh-huh. and the decision was yes so from that point on that's no longer an excuse to not vote to acquit him because you cannot say it's not constitutional because they voted to decide it was constitutional and then in the major trial, like the actual one that holds any penalty, they then voted and not enough of them voted that to hold them accountable. And the reason for a lot of them said was because it was unconstitutional, even though they already decided it was constitutional. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's like, like I was saying before, it's defending yourself, saying you don't believe in a law. Like, like I mentioned, they there was a assault rifle ban for about... 15 years and and that wasn't decided by voters that was decided by the house they sat down and voted and said you know you're allowed to have guns but it doesn't mean you can have every single gun you ever wanted to have right right so then for those 15 years you couldn't buy an assault rifle and just say well i don't believe in that ruling like you have to abide by that ruling it doesn't matter uh- <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> Yeah, no, it's people being hypocrites, which is... Well, yeah, even, like, not hypocrites, like, yes, hypocrites, but if you can't abide by the law that's decided for this trial, you shouldn't even be allowed to partake in the trial. Like, you should be an abstain vote. Um, Because either you agree with the trial, you shouldn't be involved in it. Yeah. You know know what I mean? Like, uh, Like, if a judge told the lawyer that, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. like oh, yeah oh, you know. all right so like uh, okay if you're if you get selected for jury duty and you're uh, let's say okay so let's say it's a it's a trial on theft or something like you're mm-hmm. you've stolen something but you go in as a juror as a prospective juror and say i don't believe that anybody should own property so there's no such thing as theft it would be like that right or am i getting um Sort of. So in that instance, I think they could still seat you, but they're at least aware. Like the well, both lawyers have to both lawyers have to agree that this person <laughs> doesn't agree with the trial. But there's no way that one of the parties would agree to have that person in uh, on right. the jury. So so yeah, yeah. It's, just bas- it's basically just deciding on the rules and then just being like, yeah, but we're not going to obey the rules. So I guess you're right with the hypocrisy thing. Yeah. Well, it's that's that's politics. It's yep. it's hypocrisy. Kind of like one of the subjects we're going to talk about today. I don't. Yeah, know. let's hear it. No, let's just go right into it then. You, you're oh. the segue king today. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try. Um, we'll go straight into uh, old Joey B. Oh yeah, and his hypocrisy so far. Um, this has been a a point of contention so far, especially in our group, Illegal Defense, talking about Joe Biden and his. Uh, his his qualifications, I guess. I don't know what, what basically what he would be like in office. And everybody was mm-hmm. saying basically we should support him no matter what because he's not Trump. He's going to be better than Trump. So far, he has not done a anything that he's promised, and B has done the things that we feared he would do, like bombing Syria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think 
there's kind of two types to that mindset of we support him no matter what. I think there's people that, like, I was one of the people before the election that said, like, I'm going to support him versus Trump if it comes between the two of them. But after, sure. like, I was waiting for the day after the election so I could be off of Team Biden. <laughs> but the, but there are people that, that think that he should be supported no matter what. Right, um, like but, DNC. Yeah, you, well, you did see people like um, Elon Omar, <clears throat> Elon Omar, who um, tweeted basically. So uh, Jen Paskey, she's the press secretary now. She tweeted in 2017 asking, like, what's the legal authority for these strikes? Um, but because Syria is a sovereign company, like country, like basically questioning Trump doing the same thing, and then. Mm-hmm. El- Elon Omar retweeted that just the other day being like, great, great question. Like basically pointing out the hypocrisy that, you know, when Trump did it, it was sovereign country, but Biden can do it. Yeah. So I do, I think establishment definitely is going to support him. I did see some articles where it was a response to um, an attack on American personnel where a bunch of American personnel died on the 15th. Mm-hmm. But how... Like, he said he wasn't going to start any new wars. Right. I don't, you know, I, technically it's not a war yet, but, you know, this is a step towards a war. Right. How how should we handle something like this when America, people that were in uh, Iraq and were in on the Syrian border were, you know, killed a week ago? Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing that I don't know what to do. Because um, I don't think either side of our basically two-side political party necessarily wants this to happen but it's also like if we did nothing is that better than doing what he did well no i think i think what he did was correct like he definitely should have done that but my issue is like i mentioned before the hypocrisy saying like we're not going to do this we're we're better than the the former president were better than that, but then going and doing the same thing and still mm-hmm. pretending like you're better than him. Sure, he's it's not a... he's not having um bad tweets or saying things. <laughs> yeah. He's his actions are speaking, you know, I always always thought that actions speak louder than words and his actions are doing the same thing. Yeah. I saw I saw one defensive image which is really bad. And it was something like um Obama had an airstrike within three days mm-hmm. of being office Trump five days and Biden 35 days. So like, Oh look, it, it only took, or it took 35 days. I feel like 35 days is a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I think making the declaration that you're never gonna go into a war is like an impossible, like you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's an impossible promise to make. Absolutely. Well, well, that's, I mean, the promises that he made in general were, were issues that I had from the start is that people were buying into the promises saying, no, mm-hmm. he, he's going to do better than that. He's, he's reformed. He, he's not going to do the same kind of things he did back in the seventies and eighties that uh, you can see that were clearly troubling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just promises that get made. It's, it's politics. It's what they mm-hmm. do. Every single campaign, they make promises saying, oh, I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do that better. And then it's just more of the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I made posts like I did in the legal defense saying it's another white guy that doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. Basically. There's some funny thing you posted. Um, oh, what was it? Well, thank you. <laughs> well, there's a couple of funny ones that came on. Um, was oh, well, someone posted, what's that? 
Was it the Darth Vader one? Yeah, there's a Darth Vader one. Yeah, so that was the one I liked of yours. And then someone else literally put up like the Biden tweet that said like, I'll not use yeah or like military power would be a last resort um so i am happy that at least you know that the people more on the right and then the people on the far left are kind of both holding them responsible right now it's kind of the moderate democrats that are but are they though like i know it's a it's another subject we were going to get into like i there's not too much to go into with the bombing thing it's it's just him it's just biden being a hypocrite but yep one it leads kind of into the how do you say her name? Um, oh, I don't want to say it wrong. Tira. Oh, near and tandem. Near and tandem. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it kind of leads straight into that because she she got in trouble with a lot of Republicans for a lot of her old tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, you know, comparing McConnell to Voldemort, which is while it's funny it's it's still it's along the same vein that that people on the left were getting mad at people on the right for doing the same exact thing yeah well it's the same thing in a vacuum right but it's 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 the same thing as like everyone basically except trump i think trump went to another level with it mm-hmm. but it is the same thing that we do see from from a lot of people on both sides that you know, the, the left was complaining about, you know, four months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she's someone who's not very popular by the progressive. She's very much a, a Clinton. Yeah, she's neoliberal. Yeah. She, like, speaks out against Bernie and stuff. Right. So I, I, I don't think either, like, I think this is another example where he she's such a Biden, like, right in the range of biden you know like the right's not gonna like her and the people that are more left are not gonna write like her so it's just like this moderate more of the moderate that basically nobody wants that we talk to like we don't know anyone i mean no. we probably do but well, no we don't want it but the the dnc and yeah establishment. Are, yeah they're already this is what they want because it's a somebody they can control because they're already you know buying into the system just like biden that was my complaint with them from the start Mm-hmm. Is that somebody who's just going to buy into the system and do whatever they tell them to? Um, yeah, I um, you know how like Facebook has those memories and they'll tell you like you know a year oh, ago yeah. you wrote this or whatever. I hate seeing those. <laughs> there was one that just came up yesterday, and it was they had the debate about like the where the wine cave came up. I don't know if you remember that. I do not know. Um, basically, Mayor Pete had a fundraiser in a wine cave with all these like oh yeah rich people whatever so I, I like did a ranking like how i think everyone did in the debate and stuff and i'm pretty sure biden came in like 15th and i was like god damn it like, yeah so i was uh, yeah i was i was honestly thinking about it this morning like getting prepped for the show i was thinking about how we everybody wants not everybody i shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people want to go for the you know the true democracy they they really buy into the true democracy and it's not a true democracy because like you said biden was 15th in that poll i don't know anybody who wanted biden but somehow he got selected mm-hmm. because the dnc can just say yeah we see how you voted but we're just going to go ahead and pick this guy because well, he's on our side i kind of think the same thing happened with biden that happened with trump where there was so many people 
that were like taking votes away from each other. Mm-hmm. But like these candidates had like very specific voters who weren't going to vote for anyone else. But you know, like Warren and and Bernie probably split each other's votes, and right. Pete and Amy might have split each other's votes. Like, and but there was no one that was like there was no one like him per se in this. Just like in the last one, there was no one like Trump. So you know, as everyone else was getting their votes divided, they kind of sailed through. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't even know if there's anything they can do about that in the future. Like, not, but who's, not... yeah, they may have divided each other's votes, but, but still, I, <laughs> I still don't know anybody who wanted Biden. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. So I, how did he come through? Like, even with divided votes, one of those four should have come out on top, mm-hmm. honestly, because Biden doesn't have enough votes, even without being split. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was split with whoever was the other typical neoliberal. I didn't pay that much attention to it. Yeah, I mean, he probably split with Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the the thing about the the Neera Tandon stuff is the thing that pissed me off the most. So so a lot of her tweets tweets were things that were like actually pretty true, but maybe not things she should have said. Like basically yeah. shitting on Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell. But what pissed me off is when she she had her hearing and then someone asked her directly, like, do you feel this way still? She, she like backed down and, she, and they said like, you're just backing down because you want this seat, which is hundred percent what she was doing, mm-hmm. you know, but like, if you're going to say that stuff, fucking stick to it at least. Cause you're going to go down either way. You might as well like <laughs> stick to yeah. what you're saying. Absolutely. But obviously she shouldn't have tweeted that stuff, but I also think she wasn't the best choice for what I wanted, but I, I get worried that, I always worry when these people get rejected that the next choice is going to be like even worse. But I guess that will. Well, I mean, perhaps. I mean, I think maybe it's it it could be a wake up call to to the Biden campaign to, mm-hmm. or not campaign, but the the presidency to be like, hey, well, people clearly are not okay with this. So I mean, I so this person she was she was going to be running. Uh, Office of Management and Budget, so financial stuff. Yeah. So I clearly would like someone like a, a very progressive person, like a Bernie, a Warren. But those people are never going to get through either. Like the only people that are going to get through are going to be, be people that are like safe or terrible. Yeah. Which is well, huge. Like, but why couldn't Bernie get through it? It's just a nomination, right? Well. They, they have to vote on it. And so the reason, like, if one Democratic vote doesn't go through, like, if one person votes against, then it's not going to go through because it's it's 50-50 right now. Right. So, you know, there's these, there's like three or four that are right, like, borderline Democrats that basically can hold the party hostage right now, which is why things got held up for the COVID relief bill which got passed last night but they can say you know i'm not gonna vote for this unless i get this this this, and this mm-hmm. and then so maybe sometimes you'll get someone like a romney but like romney like all the republicans voted against her but mm-hmm. if do you think you know i don't know if all the moderate democrats would vote for someone like bernie or warren or even if one or two did i don't know if all the democrats will want such a you know, left, someone like so far left, even compared to them, you know what I mean? Well, he's a Democrat. They should want whatever he wants because he's a Democrat. I mean, if we're just going by the same rules, right? You would think so, but I don't see, like, I I see people 
on the left speaking out against Mirtan and like we saw with Elon Omar. Would we see anyone do that besides maybe like Mitt um or maybe Cheney now, but even Cheney doesn't that often like if it was someone that Trump put out there, like we are at least seeing some people on the left that are like standing up for not necessarily what Biden says, which is also gonna hurt the Democrats because they're not gonna get as much shit done. Yeah. But so I don't know, it's it's tough. Yeah. So I mean, do you wanna I mean what I wanted to talk about a lot with that is the fact that she put out that tweet and then the response from uh I forget which representative it was, but he went out and his response was Hey, um, I represent a large majority of Indian American citizens. How do I look at these girls and tell them that they have the same chance as a white guy? And mm-hmm. when you look at that, you're like, well, that's a clear, like, you're, you're just playing to an audience. Because mm-hmm. none of her tweets had anything to do with race or gender. Or oh, anything. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, we we see we've seen for the last four years, plenty of white guys that have tweeted shitty stuff, not get held accountable, but they get and, called out for it every time. Like when, sure, Ted Cruz, they, they, I mean, like when Ted Cruz or somebody tweets something stupid, it gets plastered all over the internet and he gets called out for it. Did he lose? Did he not get a job because of it? Unfortunately, no, he's still, <laughs> I think, um, I, I saw that same tweet and I was kind of like torn on it because I didn't necessarily think she was great for the job. But at the same time, like I understand what they're saying because it's not all, it's not all the same, but it's also tough to put it on someone that like, I don't know. She, but she shouldn't be freed. To... She shouldn't be not held accountable for her actions because of that also. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is like the, the reason people were upset wasn't because she is a woman or that she is has Indian descent, like anything like that. It's because she was doing the same thing that people were complaining about people on the right doing. It had nothing to do with her, her culture or her gender. The four people that have been nominated to cabinet stuff that have all been held up have all been minorities. Not a single white person that Biden has tried to put through has uh, gotten held up. Oh, I was just saying, because anything you say negative about Biden, people just say, oh, you must love Trump then. It's oh, yeah, like yeah. discussed on here before. Like you, you, you couldn't say anything about him. I said something about how he elected uh, a, who his energy official, I think is who it was, was a Republican who worked with the oil industry. Was his energy, sec- somebody to do with Biden's the energy. energy secretary. Yeah. Um, and I said that's that's awfully hypocritical, and it has it's not going to have the kind of effects that you want. Like you you're not going to get the Green New Deal passed or anything like that, as long as he's got somebody like that in charge of the the energy sector. Mm-hmm. But nobody said anything about that. Which I'm I, up right I, now. I was going to say I'm looking up right now. I I haven't even heard of her before. Jennifer Granholm is that who you're talking about? I'm not sure. It, I'm just looking up the energy sector. I don't know. But she's apparently was, quote obsessed with clean with clean energy jobs, but we'll see. Okay, that's what they all say at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, I look what he but, said about not starting wars in the Middle East. I know, I know. Yeah, there was. 
I was thinking like when we were thinking about topics that I wanted to talk about like all the way he's already disappointed but mm-hmm. I didn't have like enough to lay it out yet but that was one of the things that disappointed me and then the other thing the other two things were the COVID relief and the um uh student loan but they mm-hmm. they um passed the COVID relief bill last night oh not student loan I'm sorry the $15 minimum wage right they passed that last night and those things are both in it right now and I don't really understand so it's not gonna get through the senate because they're getting voted down but I don't understand how like if they're debating whether or not they can do it without voting like with a budget reconciliation but they can but if that's the case some people are saying legally they can't put the $15 in so I don't really understand it so I didn't want to like talk about too much but like so far I was disappointed in the things he said because it was those things. And we saw, I think we talked about it on the page, the student loan stuff where he, you know, people are saying he won't commit now to 50,000 um, hey, or, he, or if he is, it has to no. be. Yeah. Or if it, there would be, have to be a lot of like prerequisites, like it's gotta be a state school. You have to make this much income, mm-hmm. minimum, like maximum and all this stuff. So I guess we'll see what happens with this COVID relief bill, but if they don't get the $15 in there, if they don't get the, um, what was the other thing? I already forgot. Oh, the, the, the $2,000. Or, I mean, I know there's debate between 2000 and 1400 Um, mm. But if they don't get that stuff through too, then it's like, it's just already going to be a disaster. I was thinking the other day also how he's a bad president and it's sad that he's a bad president and it's still like such an upgrade over, <laughs> over what we had just as a human. Yeah. I mean, do you think, I mean, I, I get hopeful as much as this is disappointing. I get hopeful that maybe we see this and then in four years we see enough over the next four years to be like, Hey, we can't do this again. Let's yeah. finally. I hope, I hope the same thing too, but the way it goes in history is in two years, the Republicans going to win some seats mm-hmm. and they're going to have control of the Senate. So then it's just going to, you know, the cycle just keeps on going because, you know, by the time he starts to do anything, then he's not going to have the Senate. So nothing's going to get done again. So, and then we're going to vote in more Democrats and more Republicans. So it just sucks because as long as it's so like polarizing and partisan, then I, I like, we should learn a lesson, but the way we learn is just by like keeping it so split and bipartisan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that is kind of that's kind of what I was wanting to get towards when I was talking about the it. It's not a true democracy. Mm-hmm. Is that with we're kind of stuck with these two options? It's either whatever the Democrats give us, whatever they decide at the DNC, and whatever goofy option the GOP picks. Like, it's not. Uh, it's not a true democracy because we're just given two options that nobody wants and we're just stuck to decide between them. And we're told that we are one way or the other based on whether or not we like those choices. Like, even if we don't, I mean, I don't like Trump at all, but I also don't like Biden. Like what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Like, is there, do you think that there's something we can do? (laughs) I I, like, I don't want to sound so defeated, but like, yeah, no, I feel you. Like, what do you think the next step is? Like, it'd be cool if there was a way where we could, like, tweak parts of the government. And But I don't know how we can we can get that done. We Unless can. we just vote in, like, totally radical people that 
but we have to have enough that have the same radical views to vote one way or another, because if we do radical views on all different directions, then we're still not going to get anything done. Yeah, it it might be a long road ahead of us, but I think yeah. we are on our way towards getting a more radical candidate, but we're not quite yeah. there yet. And we're mm-hmm. kind of stuck in the system. Like like I was saying, I know there is a ton of Bernie bros and people who's loved Warren and everybody along that vein. And on the other side, people who love Trump, unfortunately, and um, people of his his ilk. So I think we're on our way towards that. We're just not, we, we don't have the means to be able to do it because the DNC or the GOP or whoever it is can just say, we know you wanted this person, but we're not giving them to you mm-hmm. because he's not going to, he's not going to play ball with us. Mm-hmm. So I think until we can fix something to do with that, then no, we're just yeah. stuck. With it. Speaking of, um, of the, DNC and the RNC this week was CPAC or this weekend is CPAC. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen anything about this? No. Um, so I'm going to read off some of these. Um, I don't even know what they're called. Like, you know, they have like panels basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want you to like, give me a, a rating of one to 10, how <laughs> likely you'd be to go to it. Okay. We haven't um, done this in a while. Let's get it done. I know. So this one, so these ones are real ones. They're not like tweets or whatever. Um, all right. So the I'll, I'm just starting at the beginning of Friday. I'm skipping all the ones that don't look interesting at all in this reading. Up. So this first one, um, this was Friday morning. Why the left hates the Bill of Rights and we love it. <laughs> With right. Senator Mike Lee. Are these ones that I would go to? Like how, how interested I would go to? Yeah, but like they just don't make them all ones. <laughs> like no, no. just okay. No, I think you'll be surprised because okay. I am I love I you you hate to look at a car wreck, you know, but mm-hmm. you can't look away. It's kind of that thing. So, I think what was it again? Why the left hates Why the, the left rights? hates the Bill of Rights and why we love it with Senator yeah. Mike Lee. For me, that's an eight because I really yeah. want to see what the hell they have to say. I yeah, I I kind of think it'd be interesting because um, also like, like it is interesting to see why they think someone hates the Bill of Rights. Um, yeah, because I think both uh, whatever we're gonna keep going on. Um, so then there's all these like amendments ones, or is a freedom of speech, re- re- freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, and yeah. freedom of petition. So what what do you want out of those ones? Any of them that you want to go to? freedom of speech obviously that's the yeah. one because you want oh, to yeah. hear about that cancer culture shit right <laughs> yep so here's another one tolerance reimagined the angry mob and violence in our streets and i should note that they they don't they didn't talk about the january 6th uh one they only talked about the ones from the summer yeah no you only got to talk about blm <laughs> right yeah um i am less interested in that one i'll give that one a three yeah, me too. i think like that one would be depressing it's kind of over like we've i've heard you talk about it before it's not that interesting. Oh, so this one might really catch your your eye. Okay. Bill of Rights, Liberty, and Cancel Culture with Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah. I w- <laughs> there we go. There's a 10 for me. I want to hear what this boob has to say yeah. about cancel culture. I saw a little bit of his. Um, so then there's seven different things on the election fraud. Um, which are, so part one, protecting elections. Voting is a democracy. You must protect elections. Uh huh. That one seems fine, right? 
that that see that's a zero for me. I have zero interest yeah. in whether or not the election was a fraud. No thank protection, you. Protecting elections part two, other culprits, how judges and media refuse to look at the evidence. Okay, can we throw in are are they gonna throw in Russia in there too? Can we, is that gonna be included? Well that's the thing, like this one I would find interesting because I would like to see the evidence that, like you know how I want to see the evidence from the my pillow guy? That's what I was about to say. Is it gonna be like that? Yeah. So I think I, I think that one's kind of interesting. I see for me still a two. Not Okay. It's still going to be. I've heard you report back on the my pillow thing. It didn't sound that interesting. So this one, I don't know what specific topic they're going to talk about. Like if something in the news happened, but this one is Amendment Five: Freedom up from confiscation of private property. Uh, what the hell are they talking about? I think it's there? talking about like the government coming and taking your car. You know, shit like that. What? But is that a thing, or is it? Well, the only thing. I know other like third world countries do this, and the only thing I can think of is um, eminent domain, where like they're building the wall and they went and took people's backyards and built the wall in it. But I don't know anything like in the news recently that th- that's what I mean. I, I don't know what specifically they're talking about. Well, eminent domain is kind of a big deal here in Texas because we have yeah. a big railroad going through right through the middle of the state, basically, and people oh, yeah. are happy about it. Um, I would think that would be more like the Second Amendment, but if they're just oh, going yeah, to be broad and yeah. say, because I would think it would be more about guns if mm-hmm. we're talking about the the CFAC. Yeah, that's but, true. You know, interesting. Um, so keeping America safe with with Tom Cotton. Okay. <laughs> what is it? That's all it says is keeping America yeah. safe? I don't know what, the, I, I don't know if that's about gun control or what. Um, that one didn't really interest me. I might peek my head in there. That, that'll be a all four. Right. So this one is uh, with former... Fox contributor Jason Chaffetz protecting elections part three. Oh. The left pulled the strings, covered it up, and even admits it. I'm over it. Get, that's a zero still. <laughs> so, Get over the, it. The left's assault on free on a free people, how government, big tech, and media are colluding to deprive us of our humanity. All right. Are these all not the same four topics over that's and over again? Like, so I'm just, okay, I'm going to start skipping a bunch of these because it seems like a lot of them are the big thing. No, no, I like how they're all the, they're, they're the same things, just worded differently. And yeah. we're still on the first day. Oh, God. Um, the way forward, unlocking our churches, our voices, and our social media accounts. Oh, boy. Well, it's just more <laughs> of cancel culture stuff. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I'm just scrolling through these right now. There's a lot of boring ones that I'm not even talking about. Well, they're all boring. But... Well, that's true. I mean, because they've all been talked to death over and over again about the same complaints about the election fraud and cancer culture. And I mean, there's there's people... also they do a lot of movie premieres. Like there's this one called The Plot Against the President movie <laughs> premiere. Is that the new uh, Gerard Butler movie? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um. So there's more another fraud one on Saturday. Save our state's movie screening. Yes. Um, is the new G- Gina Carano movie premiering there? Does not gotta... yet. Oh, this okay. one's called "Sellouts: The Devaluing of American Citizenship." I don't. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Fighting I... communist China in all four corners. Oh, this one's awesome. Oh, okay. One to ten on this one. You ready? Okay. This one's called. Who's the boss? Where's my applesauce? Who's really running the Biden administration? <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand the, 
the topic, but that's a really funny title. You know what? I'll <laughs> give it to him for that. Just for the title, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll poke my head in there. I'll give that one a six. Oh, that was really funny. Sorry, my I eyes are tearing up. I kind of like the the China one. We didn't. We kind of glossed oh, yeah. over that one real quick. So wait, let me go back to. So this one's called Quad Goals: Fighting Communist China from All Four Corners. Okay. So is it? Are, well, if it wasn't just them running it, if it was everybody running it and actually having a discussion about it, it might be interesting to talk about. You know, like human rights and a lot of mm-hmm. the issues going on in China right now, like. I know one of the topics that just popped up in our groups is uh, Zlatan. Is that how you say his name? The the soccer player. Oh yeah, I saw that. I didn't see what it was about though. He, well, he was telling he was basically telling LeBron to shut up and dribble again. Oh, he was like, "You're an athlete. Stick to being an athlete. Don't poke your nose into things that don't concern you." Which, on one hand, like LeBron does have a lot of things to say. Like he did a good job with social justice here in America, but when it comes to the issues like the fact that he's so supported by a lot of Chinese uh, mm-hmm. endeavors, like, you know, him being supported by Nike and yeah. a lot of his stuff, like his space jam stuff, having to have such a big premiere over in overseas, like in China, I do think it's interesting. You can't just discount it and be like, well, he can't do everything to solve all the problems in the world. Be like, well, mm-hmm. okay, maybe he can not support companies who are so, I mean, they, they, they just don't even acknowledge they try, Nike tries to ignore the fact that they have slave labor over there in mm-hmm. China. That could be a huge thing to be like, no, I'm not I'm not going with Nike anymore until they fix this. Yeah, especially like a, com- a company like that. I, I can't imagine like I can't even imagine how much influence an NBA player has. Like, you know, that company LeBron, was built to have the biggest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was built on, you know, Michael Jordan. And then now LeBron, he, he could he could disrupt that a lot. Absolutely, but he chooses not to, and so I don't give him the pass for it. I understand he's done a lot of good here in America for uh, for POC rights, but at the same time, like, hey, man, you can't ignore one that's mm-hmm. such a huge thing. Like the the human rights issues in China are they're pretty gross. The mm-hmm. fact that we're not talking about it, and I know the the answer is always, oh, well, you didn't care about it before. Like, no, we we cared about it, but there's nothing we can do. The fact is that there is something he can do. Mm-hmm. So he should be the one going to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's just my two cents on that. Yeah. So I'm going to keep going on a little more of these. Okay. So this one is uh, Devin Nunez. He's doing one called California Socialism, Promising hell, del- promising Heaven Delivering Hell. I mean, he's also not wrong. Like, <laughs> I, well, I hate to be that guy, but like, there well, is. What's funny about it is that he is from California. Like he's a senator from California, so he. Oh, he's in uh, charge. Then. Well, he's like talking directly about the people that are running against him, basically. Oh, okay. Which is funny too. Yeah. Um, and then this one you might have interest in: flipping the switch. Biden's energy policy goes dark. Okay. So I feel like they're talking specifically about they're going to talk about like the windmills and in, in Texas. Yeah, see, I would think that just from the title, that would be interesting. But I have a feeling once I'd get there, it would have nothing to do with what I'd want to hear. I mean, or if it it did, it would be infuriating. Yeah, it it would all be it would be all about how green energy is not the answer. (laughs) That would all that's all it would be about. It looks like they have a little um, game break where they have do not pass go the meaning of monopoly in the modern era. (laughs) Okay, I don't know what else we got here. 
My pronouns are first place in winning, protecting women's sports. <laughs> okay. I mean, I would love to hear what they'd have to say about it. So that that'd be a seven for me. Mm-hmm. Just because I'd want to, I'm curious what they'd have to say. Yeah, I think that's like, oh, so you've been, so you've been to platformed. What now? <laughs> and Alex Jones is the guest speaker. Someone from something called Clubhouse. Cl- I'm sorry, Clubhouse. Clout Clout Hub. Oh, oh no, yeah. I don't. Um, the next one after that is called French front porch politics how to talk about issues without starting a back alley brawl <laughs> oh uh, you're just literally acknowledging acknowledging that you're an old man on your front porch mm-hmm. <laughs> yelling and at that, people to get off your lawn then they do a little bit they have a save our election call center so i guess they're calling people about the election oh my god uh, hmm. all right well Oh, it would be interesting if you could count up. We should have done this beforehand. Count up how many of those are about the election rigging. Yeah, like, apparently there are seven. The, it, it has to be more than that. Just off. Oh yeah, that directly. seven probably that are directly about it, and then so many of them are going to lead back to it because then also yeah. Trump Jr. spoke at it. Trump Senior is going to speak on Sunday. Oh boy. Um, and then there's a lot of people that, like, I a lot of the people talking at this are people that spoke out in support of what happened on the 6th and then everyone who spoke out against it or against Trump were uninvited to like since McConnell came out after the impeachment and talked shit about Trump he was uninvited um uh, McCain was uninvited McCain he's dead no McCain's daughter who oh okay um voted for impeachment oh okay um so yeah so it's basically uh just like there's doubling down tripling down on on the impeachment fraud or the i'm sorry the election fraud and i think what's worrying is we already we already saw it in georgia um this week they they started making laws to disenfranchise voters even more because of how much georgia swung blue Mm -hmm. coming out of the cpac it's it's all gonna be you know trying to do whatever they can to prevent people from voting right and that's that's what worries me. Like that's that's you know as much a attack on democracy almost as storming the Capitol. Yeah, no, it abs- it's it's an indirect. It's it's the legal way of doing it, basically. Mm-hmm. So and all it's... of our hopes. Well, I was just gonna say all of our hopes that they were going to turn away from him after all that are mm-hmm. kind of looking like they're not gonna happen. Like they're just doubling down on it. Yeah, and it's it sucks because. Things like voter ID in a vacuum make sense, right? Like, it's an easy thing to say and people to, to see and be like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't you need an ID to vote? Right. But when you, like, break it down and it's like some some of these places don't have a – is it called a DMV in Texas, an RMV? Yeah, yeah, DMV. Right. Okay, because I know some states it's different. So, you know, some people don't have a DMV within a two-hour drive of where they live – and they don't have a car to get to the DMV, how are they supposed to, you know, get a license? Or they, they work two full-time jobs. They don't have time to sit on a bus for however many hours it gets there to get a, a license to vote. And, you know, they can't vote on these rules that will make their life easier because right. they're, they can't get to the polls, you know? Absolutely. So it, it's a, it's it's a tough. shot at the working man. Yeah, it, it's tough because... Oh, so, speaking of the working man... <laughs> Did you see that um, Ted Cruz came out and said that 
the G the GOP is the party of the working man and well, not, the of the, not the party of the country club. Uh, it's hilarious, but they've always said that that they're no, I know there for the working man. But it's I mean it's all 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 the politics is it's all bravado. Like it's all just saying like, hey, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Which it they're they're they've never been the party for the working man. They give breaks to corporations like. Both of them give breaks to corporations, one mm-hmm. more so than the other. But yeah, they're certainly not there for Joe the plumber, like they said. Yeah, I think like especially over the last like fifteen years, maybe not the last five years, but the ten years before that, they were so hard to basically defeat unions, which is probably the biggest thing, like for workers. Like that's why we have even a lunch break, why we don't, why we only work five days a week and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's. It's obviously disingenuous, but um, he he's been roast like Cruz has been roasted about that just because of his antics of the last week uh, with the Cancun stuff. He even like made jokes about it when he first started his speech, how great it was in Florida, but not as nice as Cancun and shit like that. Yeah, well, at least he's acknowledging it and making jokes mm-hmm. about it. I'll give him credit for that. That's true, and <laughs> that's then all they, the, um, that's all the credit I'll give him. You know, they also have a lot of. Um, more of these panels about cancel culture and they actually canceled one of their speakers. I don't know if you saw that. I, I think you brought it up to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I understand why they canceled him. He had, he said a lot of anti-Semitic things. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. They, um they came out when they asked why he was canceled. They said, you know, he, he said a lot of things that we don't agree with as a party, mm-hmm. which is good, but that's exactly what happens when people get canceled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, the reason that Gina Carano was let go, even though they say it was her contract was over, we all know that the reason was because she said things that they didn't agree with. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. the same reason that they gave for canceling little Pharaoh, who is someone I've never really heard of. <laughs> I haven't either. I mean, it's the old ESPN trick. We say your contract hasn't been renewed, but that just means mm-hmm. you're fired. That's a polite way of saying it. Yeah. yeah I so, mean, give them credit for at least, I, I give him credit for at least canceling, you know, just taking him off there and be like, nah, we're not, we're not down with that. So at least, oh, definitely, they at least they acknowledge, be like, hey, we're not, we may be ninety nine percent bad, but at least that one percent. Well, not. it's a thing because his anti Semitic tweets actually directly, they weren't, um, they they were explicit, like they were flat out, like you can't read it any other way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like you go in and you like literally call, calling out judaism and stuff like that um and it's what, good I, no it is it is good that they asked him not to come i definitely yeah. think that's good i i hope and i'm not hopeful that it'll happen but i hope that they that part of them like sees that it's not necessarily a societal war as much as it is like if people say things you don't agree with then you don't have to employ them you don't have to you know give them a place to to speak you know yeah, there's absolutely. always there's always more places for him to speak. Like I'm sure there's other places where he'll be, you know, cheered on, cheered on for getting, you know, removed from the panel. Yeah, he can go on Nick Cannon's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess I knew Nick Cannon has a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about how yeah that that kind of got swept under the rug too, and it's it's the same basic thing where he was he was denouncing he was very anti-Semitic. And we kind of just let it go, which is insane. yeah. I'm surprised because he he hosts so many things that I w- I would have thought it would have came up somewhere. 
Well, I, he did get let go from all of his jobs. Like, he was not oh. what whatever show he was on. Was he on America's Got Talent or something like that? I know he does like the masked singer. Well, not anymore. Yeah. But, but yeah, he got he was removed from all those and basically was he just doubled down and started his own podcast about basically just going further who tune, down who tunes in to listen to nick cannon he's such like a, a boring of, person yeah i um, think a lot of people would, you'd be surprised speaking of the cpac did you see the golden trump statue no i didn't is it like so, a Buddhist statue yeah it's six feet tall it's it's made out of gold okay he um f- for some reason he's wearing so he's wearing a, a jacket like a suit jacket and a tie but then he's wearing American flag shorts and he's wearing flip flops. <laughs> and like, I'm not religious, but I'm pretty sure there's something in there about like worshiping the, the golden cow. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a false idol. Yeah. Um, and this thing it, so it was made by this artist, obviously. Uh, and he said, it's basically counter. He, he wanted to rebuttal to all the um, stuff he saw, like the naked Trump and the Trump on the toilet. And mm-hmm. he goes on to explain why he um, why he's dressed that way. And he, he said every aspect is intentional. He said the coat and ties because he's a professional and he's a businessman. The the red tie represents Republican red. The red, white, and blue shorts is because he's a patriot. And the fact that he's wearing thongs, which he means like the flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. And shorts is that he's at the age where he should be retired but and should be at the beach right now. And when he's asked if he should run for president again, he says aesthetically, yes, he would be ecstatic and uh, he wants it to happen and it will happen. <laughs> so I mean, everything about that is <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, I wonder... it, it's literally the what I've told a lot of people who are Trump supporters in my life who are also very religious. I'm like, you understand that this is goes directly against everything you say you believe in. He's mm-hmm. a he's an idol for you. Like yeah. you worship him like a god. Yeah, when they rolled it in, people were like cheering and stuff. But how much do you think? Do you think how much do you think someone will buy it for after that? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no matter what it is, Trump is going to embezzle money and buy it himself to make the price go up. Oh, certainly. <laughs> certainly. Really think about it. It's definitely going to end up in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if there's odds on that because I would totally put money on that. I'd give it five million dollars. I say that's going for. Yeah, I could see I'd that. Say millions. I wonder if it's solid. Like, if it's solid, that thing probably weighs fucking ton. Like, literally a ton. Oh, do you think it's uh, it's what is that fake gold? Um, fool's gold. Do you think it's made of well, that? It might not. It might not be solid. Like, it might be hollow inside. Like, it might be a mold. Oh, you mean you mean like him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one last thing we want to talk about, and you know, I, I it would have been cool if it came up last week and we had Tris on, who was a fucking awesome guest. Uh huh. Um. It was that Mr. Potato Head is quote, yeah. getting disgendered, uh-huh. which is fucking ridiculous. Actually, someone at CPAC talked about this. Um, oh, let me see. Which one was it? Oh, I, I have a few other thing, CPAC things to talk about. I, just real quick things. But I, okay. I'm trying to see which person talked about the Mr. Potato Head. Um, oh, it was Matt Gates. He brought it up. And he talked about like removing, like one of the part, one of the fun things is you can remove its parts to make it a female or male like i don't know what potato head he played with but there was never any um <laughs> reproductive parts i was taking yeah, was, off of the potato head there was a mustache that's about that's about as far as it got yeah but i've known women in my life who yeah. had mustaches so yeah that's the thing like 
it's one of those this is one of those things where when if you cry about everything it's hard to take anything you say seriously yeah um like it's still the same toy except it doesn't have mister at the end like all the mm-hmm. same parts are there and everything um, well it does they already they already backtracked on it hasbro already said no we're keeping mr potato head oh really <laughs> yeah it was like a day later they were like no 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 we're we're just gonna go ahead and keep mr and mrs that's lame like it's one of those things where it it literally didn't affect the toy at all no um but it's just something for people to get in an uproar about that's literally all it was and so i think it I, I mean yes it's a good thing but also at the same time like it's a Mr. Potato Head. When's the last time you thought about Mr. Potato Head? I know. I'm surprised Why? they didn't still make it, honestly. Do you think it was a uh, little conspiracy time? Do you think it was just a ploy by Hasbro to get a little uh, get a little heat on their product that hasn't sold in years? No, I mean, it definitely got headlines. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, even if they were doing it for for the right reasons, like, I don't think there's anything that in their mind that, like, yo, no one's going to notice this. So definitely like, oh yeah, this is going to get us some attention. Right. Yeah, no, I, I I don't like to be the conspiracy guy, but I do lean more towards the fact that maybe they saw their sales were dipping and like, hey, let's get a little, yeah. little, little buzz going on our products. Um, I don't know. Who cares? I mean, I know. Nah, no, 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 no. You go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, Matt Gates brought that up at, um, CPAC. Then I've, there's four other like video clips that I watched where one of them was the people that are running it were like, you know, everyone can have their own rules at their house, but we're at right now we're at the house of whatever this ho- hotel brand it is, and it's their rule that everyone should wear a mask, so please respect them wearing a mask. And they got like booed off the stage, mm-hmm. um, which was funny because like you should at least ab- like I'm um, I don't know you should at least abide by the hotel's rules. Yeah. But and then Ted Cruz went on. Um, a rant about he basically doesn't understand how wearing masks make a difference, and he's complaining about like when you go to dinner, you have to wear a mask. When you sit down, you can take it off. Like, and he thinks he's making the joke. Like he's doing like a stand-up comedy set where he's like, "I didn't know the COVID was affected by your elevation." When obviously it's like walking, it's about walking past people that are sitting down and not having a mask on. But is he's that, oh, like, is "That what it's about?" Well, that's why you you wear a mask in a restaurant and then take it off when you sit down because you're just like walking by all these tables of people. See that, but I mean, I have had a point of contention with that because, I mean, even if you're not walking past people, you sneeze. No, I'm not a scientist, but I believe I've heard that you sneeze and it goes a hundred feet. So, yep, something like that. Yeah, doesn't matter where you're sitting. You sneeze in a restaurant, it's it's covering people. Oh, I know. I th- I think it's just like you know to to be precautious because why not? Um, yeah. Yeah. No. But, I get that. But he's just—he's like totally just like playing stupid on it, um, and maybe he's not playing. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he playing? <laughs> um, Tom Cotton went on a rant about how they couldn't have it in the capital, like near the capital this year, can have CPAC, um, and he doesn't understand why. When obviously the reason is COVID, he just like, doesn't acknowledge that. And then, is that why? Um, or are they worried about people maybe running up on the capital? Well, <laughs> I think I think both of it, but um, I don't think that they even wanted to i don't think they would have addressed it if that was the re- if they thought people were going to think that was the reason why no um, but I, that crossed my mind too and then um they whenever they are doing the sets about the election fraud 
the TV would cut away, like on picture in picture, and have someone be like, "Now, there's no proof of this." Just so you know, like basically covering their asses so they couldn't get sued. So that was pretty funny too. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got this week. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to talk about the the Superman casting that we were? Oh, we brought up. Like, I, for, I forgot to look it up, but um, yeah. So they're doing a new Superman movie with J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot, and then I don't remember the writer's name, but I think he was behind Black Panther. Yeah, it's a tough one to say. I don't, I don't remember how to say. It. Um, Not even gonna. It's, it. it's someone who gets a lot of like praise in the in the comic writing community. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about who would be the the new Superman. So, do you have any suggestions on who you think would be good for it? Um. Shoot, I know we even talked about this, but I honestly didn't even <laughs> think of somebody who would be good. I know, for me it. neither. Well, the thing is, he's such a bland character. He's literally, I think we talked about this on when we did our comic book rankings. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's so boring and white bread that I've never liked Superman. I don't care yeah. about Superman. But I mean, unless they do, like, what was that movie where they had him as the, it was him as a kid, and it wasn't directly Superman, but you knew it was. It was the horror movie. Um, Brightburn or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I never heard of that. It's where it's like the little kid. It's Superman as a little kid. Basically, it's a kid who has Superman's powers, but he's evil. Basically. Oh yeah, right like, here, Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah. 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 Huh? It's on Hulu. I have to check that out. They should do something more like that because if they do just another straight up Superman, who cares? I mean, not yeah. me. I have never, like I said, never liked Superman. Don't care more of a Batman guy because I think his story is more interesting. So if they bring somebody more like that to it, I mean, I like Henry Cavill because I, I like him in a lot of other stuff he's done, but there's not a lot you can do if you just do straight up Superman. If you do just another origin story about him coming here. No, nah, don't do that. Yeah. I feel like if they need to do like a total, like out of left field, like actor, that's someone that brings like a lot of swagger and stuff. Like honestly, like, Keith Stanfield or like somebody who's like totally not the prototypical person you would think of when you think of Superman. I don't know who that is. Um, he is, he's in Atlanta, the TV show. I think he's in, um, Oh, get out. Yeah. He is in get out. Um, but he's, he's this, this black actor who he, he does movie. Sorry to bother you. That was really like trippy and stuff, but, um, he's just someone that has like, Okay, he's great yeah. and everything, but he he brings a lot of swagger with him, and I just think another like total, you know, like someone like a Bradley Cooper would be so boring. You know what I mean? Like they, I think they need yeah. to like almost reinvent the character to make it interesting if they're gonna redo it because just doing the same thing over and over again. Well, Mike, it's I, got, bor- I got news for you. If you do, if you do that, there's gonna be a new panel at the CPAC next year. About- no, I know, but I I also think that more people would see it because yeah. it pissed people off than would see it if it's another like I don't, like even if it was like will smith i feel like more people would see it than if it was will smith because it's just that's such a boring choice like like we we're saying it's such a boring character and they keep doing yeah. the same story over and over again if well, they're if gonna they, redo it i think they gotta get more into like his story instead of doing another origin they should just do it like okay. Did you play the the Spider Man game on PlayStation? Um, I played one of them like a couple games ago, not the newest one. 
Okay, yeah, not the newest one, the one that was on PS4. So okay, I probably did. They, they just skip right on through the origin and they go to him already as Spider-Man and he's already... Mm-hmm. We went through all that because we've already seen that a million times. So they just go him as Spider-Man and then have him fighting villains. That's what they I think they should do with Superman if they're going to do it. Just get him in there like already having conflict. Like don't mm-hmm. just skip right on past the fact that he came from another planet and he's got farm parents. Nobody wants to see him on the farm anymore, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, did I you, don't. Did you watch the TV show Watchmen? No, but I heard it was really good. Oh, yeah, it was. You should watch it. I mean, if you like comic books, but it kind of like took place after the, the comic book generation. Like um, it was just like a darker world and all of these all the watchmen like got old and like either died off or retired and stuff, except a couple of them, which like one of them's on the, on a different planet. One of them's mm-hmm. like, um, Dr. Manhattan's like, who knows where, but he's on the moon, right? Something like that. And they, yeah. um, it's, it, it's cool. Like if they kind of did the story in the superverse Superman universe, maybe that was like, I don't know, later either, like you're saying, like later where we're already diving into like a story, like halfway through almost. Yeah. Something like that might be cool where, or like just make it dark and not like dark, like some of the Batman vs Superman's have been, but like, I don't know. <laughs> that was fake dark, but yeah. Yeah, I know yeah exactly. that's what I mean. Like not that type of dark, but like a Christopher Nolan type of dark, you know? Yeah. Do more like Dark Knight kind of stuff, but with Superman, that would be way more interesting. Yeah. Yep. But so, I don't. I literally don't have one person. I mean, I think Henry Cavill is perfect for it. They just didn't. I mean, it wasn't him that was the issue. Mm-hmm. But he, go ahead. He. I was gonna say he looks the part and plays the part fine. It's it's, yeah. it's almost not the actor that's the issue, <laughs> as you're saying. It's, it's absolutely. I I think it's the story. But mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about casting. I know it was a thing in. Are you in the overstated gaming group? I don't. I don't yep. Know, but, you know, I am. I don't post on it that much because I don't play games that much. Sure. So there was an article that somebody posted on there about the the Last of Us uh, casting. Oh yeah, yep. They're, they're doing an HBO show on it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was oh, I really don't want to butcher his name, Mahashra Ali. Oh guy. yeah, Mahashra Ali. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he was one of the rumored casting people as Joel, the the main protagonist in Last of Us. Yep. And basically everybody was like, this is not going to go well. Well, <laughs> I think. Because of the I gaming th- community. Yeah, they might have. I don't know if this was a rumor or if this is confirmed, but I think it's going to be Pedro Pascal. That's what they say. That's okay. But I told um, there was a comment on there. Somebody was like, oh, this is this is kind of insane. I said, don't worry. This is one of a million rumored mm-hmm. things that we're going to see on here. They're going to go through 8000 different casting choices before they finally pick who they're actually going to go with i think they actually do that kind of stuff just to gauge what the reaction yeah. will be before they do any kind of casting mm-hmm. so um, i know have you, go ahead have you played the game frost punk okay just wondering my brother-in-law recommended it um because it came out for mac so i didn't know if it was worth getting but oh no i don't do any kind of computer gaming yeah it's I'm... also on systems i saw but um i was just curious hi but yeah, I, I think the, the Pedro Pascal is a good choice. I, yeah. I know everybody wanted, um, I don't know how to say, I keep bringing up all these names I don't know how to say. Guy from uh, Game of Thrones that played Jamie Lannister. Oh, whatever, Caster Waldo, I forget his first yeah. name. Yeah, uh, Nikolai, I think it was. Oh something. yeah, yep, that is it. 
So they wanted him because I think the problem is that people, whenever they get into casting, and this is kind of the casting discussion I wanted to have with you, is that whenever they do their dream casting, they just go with somebody who looks exactly like the video game character. Yeah that they've seen in the past where that's not necessarily, I don't think that's necessarily the criteria you should go off of. You mm-hmm. should go off of somebody who can, you think could pull that off. So like yeah. in the Witcher, which I've just discussed before they did it. Uh, they did the TV show that they're currently doing right now. And Henry, Henry Cavill is the titular Witcher, Witcher. And mm-hmm. he looks nothing like basically what the game or the, the books would describe but he does such a good job at it. You're like, okay, that's that's fine. And I think that somebody like Pedro Pascal will do an amazing job as that because mm-hmm. of what he's done in the past. We've seen what he's done in the past. I think he can do a good job. So I think people need to look more at like what the actor can do instead of what they just they've seen in their game before. And they're like, well, no, this is this is what it looked in the game. So this is what it's got to look like on yeah. the show. It's yeah, it's so much better that they get someone who acts the part than someone that looks the part <laughs> absolutely yeah that's why i had so. zero problem with uh uh god marshall arley yeah um i think he was he was the guy in luke cage season one right he was the uh, what's his name copperhead or something like that the villain i don't know if you ever watched that i didn't um yeah, what he was i think that was him and he was yeah it looks like he was in luke cage yeah yeah, he was the. It was I forget how you say that what the guy's name was, but he was like Copperhead or something like that. And he was the main antagonist. He was incredible in that. If you put mm-hmm. somebody like that to play like a grizzled old person, that would be great. But because you're gonna have those those dude bros online, as Trist called them, they're gonna get so angry that the fact that the guy isn't white, they're like, no, no, that's not what he looked like. Which is all about the woke generation and stuff it's like well maybe you look past that <laughs> maybe you're focusing too much on that which you're complaining about other people doing yeah um he played someone named like cottonmouth or something cottonmouth that's what it was. i knew it was a snake cornell cottonmouth stokes yeah it was it was some sort of snake i didn't remember yeah. which one it was like he's like honestly like one of the best actors working right now yeah um, if you like go and like look at some of his work like he's fucking awesome so yeah. that'd be cool. Well, there it's basically it's somebody who's got to be super intimidating and like gr- grizzled, I guess is the best way to put it. And somebody suggested, "What about Viggo Mortensen?" I said, "Well, he already did that in The Road." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, about, what about Oscar Isaac? I I think he'd be pretty good in a role like that. See, Oscar Isaac gets suggested for every single because he'd be awesome. In it. I love him. He's great. Yeah, I don't think he'd be good for <laughs> Last of Us. Nah. He's not. I don't think he's got the grizzled old vet kind of ability yet. I think he's still too young and fresh. But that, I mean, that's why I think the Nikolai Coster Waldo, he would be a good pick just because he can do that more so than just what he looks like. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. So I'm off my soapbox about the casting now. Yeah, I still have the page open for Braidburn. Um, it's a horror movie. I'm going to watch this, man. Badger's in it. This is yeah. This looks good. You go home and watch it tonight. It's it, I heard it's really good. I don't watch uh, horror movies, so you'll have to let me know how it is. Oh man, I watched this one last night, and it's called The Lie. It's on Amazon, um, and it's it gets it's like one of those ones that you start watching, you're into it, and then the ending's so bad that looking back, it was like a good cheesy movie. Mm-hmm. But it, the immediate reaction was like, I can't believe that was the, how stupid the ending was. Is it a horror movie? 
it's like a horror slash thriller. It's not a horror. It's a thriller. Like their their daughter murders her friend, and they try to cover it up. Oh, so it's oh. like it's basically them like trying to evade the detective work, more or less, like covering, trying to frame other people and stuff like that. I see. So like the Denzel movie that just came out, the the little things. Kind of. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Is that good? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I right. don't try not to go to the movies unless there's something crazy good out. Oh yeah, it's on. Um, it's on HBO, I think, also. So I have HBO. Oh okay. So well, yeah, probably. you could watch it. Just let me know how it is. All right. I will. I think that's pretty much all we got because we're a little over an hour. Yeah. Um. Dan, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not this week. We did just have a drunk dad's pod just come out, so go check. Yeah, what you guys out. talk about? Uh, we kind of <laughs> bounced around a lot. It's been, <laughs> as I talked about, uh, we talked about in the last episode, we had the winter storm here. So we've kind of been focusing a lot on that. But we bounced around from everything from Tiger Woods' accident to the Fernando Tatis deal to everything basketball that's going on right now, like the All-Star game and all that. So we got around. Uh, and I heard next week you're having a fucking awesome guest uh, to talk about <laughs> baseball. So I can't wait to listen to that one. It's rumored we we gotta yeah. we're having some contract negotiations. Yeah, you gotta, his agent's a fucking hard ass agent bean. <laughs> yeah, agent so. bean. <laughs> so, all right, man, it was, it was good to talk to you. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week.